0: Hello, good afternoon. My name is Anthony Carr and welcome to the Just Ask podcast. Today, I'm excited to have my guest, long-time friend, best friend, Adam Finletta.
1: Hey, how you doing, Anthony? Thanks for having me on the show. Great oh. to be here. Yeah, great to have you. <laughs>
0: um, today, we'll be speaking about spirituality, not just spirituality in our, in our being, but spirituality in our sense of the word religion oh, yeah. to soul to, and any really way you want to take it, if you understand. Yeah. But I picked you as spirituality because, um, I guess when through our background of us being at St George's College, you know, a very high Catholic school, right? We would have been ex- we'd be exposed to all the sorts of things that the Jesuits would have push push for us to you know just to think about, even if you're. Not really a high Christian type person. They gave the at least gave you the ideas to think about, and right. they give you another perspective. Yeah. So, for
1: some background, who is Adam Finletter? Well, I mean, Adam Finletter is no one special yet. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm currently in IT. I work at the local banks here in Jamaica. Um, I'm on the front line of that IT team because we're the first point of contact you know, for the company. Uh, I'm a practicing Catholic. Uh, I think I'm a great brother, great family man. I try to motivate anyone that I meet. Um, I try to listen to everybody's perspective because I love the psychology of things. And that's just the type of person who I think I am.
0: I understand. And that's the person I know you to be because, you know, we've had our friendship from... this will be the first one, which is be like 2007. That's insane. That's a very uh, long time now. And, you know, to see someone's growth in every in every single facet of life, because a very important part of this podcast, I wanted us to not just talk about the physical domain, but the mental side, the emotional right, side. Right, right. And an important part for me, which is the spiritual side, because... You know, some people spend a lot of time in their head, and for me, that is where the spiritual side can either enlighten you or, you know, decrease what you your whole thought process.
1: So, with that being said, how do you identify spiritually? I mean, in terms of spirituality, uh, I've grown up as a Catholic, right? So, I've had the traditions, I guess you can say, embedded in my mind. So their practices have become my practices, and I'm comfortable with it. But that doesn't say that other persons would feel the same way. True. So when it comes to religion or just spirituality, it's it's a very touchy topic because people don't really differentiate the two. Most people feel like when you're spiritual, it means that you are religious, which isn't always always the case. Mm -hmm. It's two different contexts. Mm Because the thing is, for example... I can be a practicing Catholic, I believe in God, I believe in the beliefs of the church based mm-hmm. on how they do it. And I'm comfortable with that. But other persons, for example, they might believe in God, but they not they believe in the way we do things. Church, church practices. Right. Yeah. So not, they, they aren't necessarily tied to a church, but they're tied to a belief system. Mm-hmm. So the other day I was doing um, just a you know, synopsis of the word faith. And faith is a very strong word. As you know, it can be defined in many different ways. Mm -hmm. But the two main things that we got from faith is that you have to have two words to define the word. That is belief and truth. Mm -hmm. Because you can believe something, but that doesn't necessarily mean true. True. It's almost like fact and information. Mm -hmm. right? So the thing is, most people have a faith system. Most people have something that they believe in, that they believe is the greater, like a greater being. Or a greater spiritual being, or just something that they have a strong connection with, but not necessarily that they are, they are religious or they 're tied to the traditions and practices of you know major religious identities yeah yeah so you're, so, you're saying that
0: they're, they would be basically they believe in God, but they wouldn't necessarily call himself a Christian, or a, right? Or a I mean, Jew or they something.
1: they believe in a higher being, a supreme being, as yeah, you say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So it's th- there are different ways that people classify nowadays. Almost, I don't want to really use this, but it's it's almost like gender identity nowadays. Mm-hmm. Persons have their own free will to choose what they believe in, mm-hmm. and you can't tell someone what they believe in, especially if they believe that that's true, because mm-hmm. that's what their faith system is. Mm-hmm. You get me? So. For example, just to use me and you as an example, mm-hmm. you can believe in God mm-hmm. and it stops right there. You just know that there's a supreme being out there. You don't have to go to church. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a Christian, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a Buddhist, Hindu. Mm-hmm. You just know that there's a God. Yeah, man. You, that's just know nice you just know that there's something supernatural out there. You can't necessarily identify what it is all the time. Mm-hmm. Some people do, but not everybody has that strong connection to, I guess, define it. But you Mm -hmm. just know that there's some supernatural thing out there. Mm -hmm. Other persons now, they have a defined version of God. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'm Catholic. I know that my God is, I guess we can say it's three in one because you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So we look at him as a triune God. So it's three in one. Mm
0: -hmm. Other
1: persons view him in different ways. You know, um, Hindu persons have different gods. Mm -hmm. Um, The Buddhists believe in Buddha. Mm-hmm. Uh, other persons have their own spiritual and religious beliefs. Some people
0: believe in like the, the earth as the the earth as yeah, the uh, yeah. some yeah. Person, some
1: persons view well, I wouldn't say they view the earth as God. Maybe some persons do. I can't, you can't quote me on that. Yeah. They, but I don't They, I don't, they, I don't they worship the ground
0: and the soil yeah, instead the of actually worshiping something that made the ground and the soil if that makes well,
1: sense. Yeah. Because they're saying that it's more I don't want to say it's more material but it's real. They yeah. can see it. They mm-hmm. can they can come to terms with what's in front of their eyes versus Mm. somebody that believes, for example, with me and you, we believe in something that we can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, um, I was even reading the other day, that persons, in terms of their spiritual and religious beliefs, sometimes it's just a feeling that there is something different about something that you can't see, but Mm. you know that it's there. Yeah. It's almost like the wind. For me, that's like your dreams. Yeah. You see what I mean it's, it's, you can't
0: touch your dreams? You can um, manifest your dreams, but, but you know that it real. happens, yeah. and
1: you know. And the thing yeah. is, dreams are also very powerful because one, they're almost some persons viewed as very spiritual because they say that your dreams kind of give you an idea of what can happen, what mm. did happen, or what is about to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: So it it gives you a perspective of other things that your mind wouldn't have necessarily conceptualized in a real way. Mm-hmm. You know, you know we have dreams about like having powers or dreams about like things going to happen. You know, your grandmother probably have a dream that she win the lotto, yeah. says she, she dreamed a lot of numbers. You know, stuff like that.
0: You have a dream <laughs> about the future. Yeah,
1: so people interpret dreams in many different ways. Um, just to touch back on the, the point that you made earlier about the earth and the soil and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for this is me, my perspective anyway. Uh, I could do more research on it, but I did, it's, not, it's not my strongest topic. But mm-hmm. in terms of how you view material stuff, I feel like persons just have a stronger connection with things they can physically either touch or see. Mm-hmm. I feel um, like that's life. The earth, I wouldn't say that they worship it, but they acknowledge it as something that is its, it's, it's too abundant mm-hmm. and it's too strong and it has so much meaning for just human life mm-hmm. that it is an amazing thing that just should be cherished. I agree. It's, it's almost like it's like water. You know, they say water is life, so you wouldn't just well. <laughs> we, water, literally, life. yeah, it is literally life. <laughs> I mean, just the, the human composition itself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The world is what seventy percent water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seventy like, percent water. I mean, we, we we need it. It's almost essential to live. You know, we, so, I think of it like mm-hmm. um them.
0: Well, well, well. What I think you're saying is that the the Acknowledge it as the blessing, but not necessarily the blesser.
1: Right. It's not necessarily a God, but it's something that is vital and crucial to how we have to live our life. Yeah. So that means that we must cherish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, for me, my ed- my identity is something I struggle with all the time. Right. Because I've been, I don't want to say force because forces are, 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 very, Very rough, strong. strong word. Yeah, But I've been surrounded by Christian faith my whole life. So it's only natural for you to believe in one thing. Given but, that,
1: that's how you were raised.
0: Yeah. But I feel like if I was born in the eastern side of the world, maybe I'd have been a Hindu. Maybe I, maybe I would have believed in Buddha and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just don't like to say when people disrespect an identity of spirituality. Because... The more you read, you can understand how they came to these understandings based off of the stories that they see. Right. Because at the end of the day, none of us really know. For sure. For sure. But
1: that's kind of where faith comes in. Yeah. Because you, have, you, for, you have, to have to believe you in have to something. Believe it, yeah. <laughs> and you have to believe it's true. Or else your faith is, I don't want to say it's weak, but it's yeah. almost not as strong as it should be. So
0: for me I mostly just consider myself as someone that believes in a supreme being. Mm. I I don't know how to classify myself in something. But I also believe that believe in the fact that you're meant to hear certain things. So everything the,
1: happens for a reason.
0: That but think about it like this, right? Yeah. If you don't believe in God, right? Right. You shouldn't have to um, this made the Bible because the Bible can just be a book that you read to learn lessons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You you you're meant you're meant to read it. So you read it and you, you take what you, you want from to take it. from it. Because at the end of the day we do that with all sorts of different types of books anyway. Yeah. That's the foundation of how we learn. So if you don't believe in the actual story, sometimes the story is just there for you to learn something from
1: it. Well, well, most people classify them as teachings versus readings as well.
0: Well, yeah, but the teaching still brings back the same factor of you Mm. wanting to learn from it, which is why I've never really dismayed the fact that George has made us do RE, which is religious education, because it kind of brought us into a circle to understand all different walks of life, at least the, the walks of life that we're more likely to impact and see.
1: Right. So right. the popular ones like Hinduism, yeah, yeah, yeah. Judaism and Islam.
0: Yeah. Cause like reading about people like um L- Al who later changed his name to Kareem Abdul Jabbar, a big basketball player that we all know. Yeah. And how his life journey from changing from being a prototypical Christian to being a Suda Islam, you mm-hmm. can understand where he was coming from because he was saying that the faith that he put into Christianity with all that was going on in the sixties and the eighties. Right. You know, with racism and all that stuff. Yeah, man, which was
1: very prevalent.
0: Yeah. So he had to change his whole mindset on how to like just to operate on a daily basis. And I guess that tested his faith and it led him to think in a different way. That makes sense?
1: Yeah. So Because I mean I wouldn't say, it well, it's hard because for some people, their faith defines them. Mm-hmm. What they believe in tells you what, who you are. Mm-hmm. It, al- it also guides you in terms of how you're going to live your life mm-hmm. because this is not a practice that you're going to go by and this is how you're going to choose to rationalize and conceptualize things. Mm-hmm. This is your belief system. Mm-hmm. With Christianity, you know that in the Bible, there are different laws, there are different teachings, there are different readings, different stories, mm-hmm. different parables that lead all to one divine meaning, but it's up to the reader, as you said before, to interpret it and use that knowledge how they want to. Mm -hmm. Now with, with any religion really, or any belief system, you have to have a foundation. And most people, unfortunately have to have a foundation built around persons that already have a belief system. Mm -hmm. So the thing is they won't have their individual identity at first, they'll always have an identity of those around them because whatever they believe is what's going to be passed down to them. You get me? Mm -hmm. So the thing is, um, as you said before, even with you and, well, me and George's, I was already a Catholic. So most of what they were doing is, I would say, normal to me. The average person outside of Catholic Christianity would view what they're doing as almost ludicrous because they have never experienced any... Um, religious system like this before, mm. right? So it's not necessarily that it's it's going to shy you away from being a Christian, but it's going to give you an idea or a perspective of what it's like. Mm. So the difference is now what you're going to take from it as, as an individual. Mm. Is it that you're going to follow what persons say to do? Or is it that you're going to take the information that you've gained, process it, and think of something that you probably want to actually do. Because yeah. even with Karim, I'm sure it wasn't just a simple thought of going from Christian to Islam. Yeah, it him. was a strong decision. He yeah, had to yeah, read yeah. about the religion, find yeah. out what it was about, mm-hmm. see if it made sense. You know, with the racism going back on, going on back in that time, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So th- Every
0: time I think about it, I say, oh, how could I grow up in a time where people that just
1: hate me just for... Skin color. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's almost hard to think of because we're we're in a predominantly black country. Yeah. So, especially going into like a first world country where it's predominantly another color mm-hmm. and then, you know, there's more diversity there. It's hard to see where you'd get that discrimination because we're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um back to religion though, it's 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 a touchy topic, but to me, I feel that persons need to find who they are spiritually. Yeah. Even if you can't necessarily identify to a strong point or mm-hmm. identified on a global scale mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, being a part of one of the major religions like Catholic, um, Catholicism, um, Hinduism, Islam, etc. Just go to just, to, just someone
0: uh, who is high of faith mm-hmm. and just speak to them.
1: That's, just, that's Sometimes it's not even... Well, go ahead.
0: Sometimes, for me, sometimes it just comes down to who you speak to mm-hmm. because there are some people who they're high of faith but they are really high of their faith you does what i mean them them really are just try and join make re- you join the club right they're instead ev- of
1: evangelizing versus trying to trying help, to help you. you find your spiritual journey yeah cuz
0: right. i think that that's something that you have to do on your own mm-hmm. i don't think it's there's some i think it's just like what them say you can carry someone to the water but you can't make them, drink, them to drink right I man so you can you, you, you just need someone to help you start walking to the river you don't want them necessarily put you there and make you drink it. You just want
1: them to say, all right, this is something you need to do. This is is the path. I'm here to help you. I'm here to show you mine. Yeah. If you don't really like it, you can take one of the others and this is where you need to go.
0: And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think you'll get your awakening of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe. And there's no really timetable for it because maybe I just haven't had my, you know, enlightening, yeah, so I think that's a real thing. But with all that being said, do you think that you can be spiritual without having like an identity, a specific, you know, denomination or something? Uh yeah.
1: I feel like persons do that every day of their life. 'Cause the thing is not everybody um I would say I'm a practicing Catholic. Practicing is very uh is the strong word there because one I wouldn't say I'm the greatest Catholic of all time. I'm not Mm -hmm. the most spiritual Catholic. I don't Mm -hmm. go to church every single Sunday. Mm -hmm. I'm not praying every single day of the week. I'm not reading my Bible every single day. But these are things that we strive for, you know? Mm. So um, when it comes to spirituality and who you are and how you identify as Christian or whatever you want to be, it's just a matter of how you make things, different daily habits, a part of your life. So for me, I do, I pray every day. Well, or Mm -hmm. I try to. So the thing is, what reminds me to pray every day, for example, uh, food, breakfast, Mm -hmm. lunch, dinner. You know, you you say grace before a meal. Mm -hmm. That counts as a prayer. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I use food. It's not, this is is just mine. (laughs) So I use food to remind me that, okay, yo, you know what? I need to be more thankful. Mm -hmm. I need to be, I need to say another prayer. Like, I mean, I can't be praying for food all the time. It's just the trigger to make me start, doing something more. You yeah. get me? So using that as my trigger, other persons can use different things to, that make, I guess, makes it more of a habit to build your belief system. Because mm. the thing is, it has to start from somewhere. You have to create a foundation of what you actually identify as. Even if you don't believe in a spiritual identity out there or, or a supreme being, you have daily habits that you do and it's just a part of your life. You get up and you shower every day. You get up and you brush your teeth every day. You mm-hmm. get up and you eat food every day. You just—it's just sometimes how you they tack on the spirituality into something. I mean, sometimes it's forced, society-wise, yeah. especially like in school. Let's say let's yeah. say school. School's morning the best example. devotion. You think yeah, morning, morning devotion, devotion is should be a mandatory? Yeah. I would say yes. But only in the event that that school is of a particular religion. Because the thing is, um, it's a very thin line. Mm-hmm. So why I would say make it mandatory for the school that's religious anyway? Mm-hmm. If it's not religious, then, you know, then anything goes. Mm-hmm. But if it's religious, the purpose of the religion is that you want to evangelize. So you want to get persons to be a part of the community. So if you're going to mm-hmm. show them a way, especially if they don't have a way, mm-hmm. sometimes it, it, it helps somebody. Mm-hmm. You never know when it can. It opens a door that you never knew existed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily to try and force somebody to be a part of your religion. No. It's more of a, well, it, that's not how it should be. It's more of a way to enlighten you into saying that, Yo, especially if you don't have a path already, yeah. this is one avenue that you can take to, especially understand what um, the spiritual side of things mean. What they, what 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 does a supreme being mean to us? And mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to mean the same thing to you, but this is one avenue to starting your spiritual journey.
0: When I was at George's, I always thought, like, being in devotion as yeah. just a way of, like, getting us all together to, you know, be like rapport with uh with everyone just to I mean like start the day off the right way. Yeah.
1: I mean it's a way of I guess it depends on um the denomination of course or yeah. the, the the type of spirituality that you're trying to empower on people. But uh everything has its different purpose. So for example, devotion is a way to just start the morning. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to um say hey, you know what, we're going to sing some, um, some choruses this morning and mm-hmm. after this, just make sure you sign up to be a Catholic. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like It's just to start the morning. That's just how we would start it, you know, yeah, as yeah. a Christian or otherwise. Uh, if you don't want to be a part of this process though, I feel like that's where your schools make the mistake and mm-hmm. it's almost like, at that point, it's almost like you're trying to force your religion onto your students. Yeah. So even... Doing devotion, saying prayers, stuff like that, within school time is is all fun and games. Mm. But when it comes to you, for example, if you don't believe in that system, mm. should you stay there and be forced to be a part of something that you don't believe in? Yeah,
0: that's that's where the the pushback would come from from me. Because right. I, 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 we we all when we enter school, we're there for educational purposes. Yes, yeah, not and necessarily
1: for. We will come from religion. all different
0: walks of life, right? So, um, I don't think it should be forced upon... I understand if it's mandatory for, like, uh, it being a Catholic school, we're going to have have yeah, students. Right. <laughs> so, I understand where it could be mandatory, but I don't think it should be forced on all the different walks of life of students that are there. Mm. But that's a debate for, yeah. I guess, the higher up
1: people. Um, just one last point, though. I feel like... Um, to, well, to me, anyway. Certain practices can stay, but certain mm-hmm. things shouldn't be forced on somebody else. Yeah. Like... If I don't believe in God, I don't see why I need to sit through two hours of mass simply because mass is going on. Yeah, okay. I'm not a practicing Catholic. I have nothing to do with your faith system in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to force me to sit down for two hours to listening to you tell me about something I really and truly don't believe in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It It's a very thin line though. But as a school community, they have to impose certain rules. No, I understand. Yeah. And we're,
0: so, we're on the... Christian side of the world. Yeah, so. so
1: it's just it's just how the world works and how society runs things.
0: But for me, I also think to to push back on that. Yeah. I also think that experiencing something, even when you don't want to experience it, sometimes mm-hmm. kinda gives you a life nurse out of it. So like I understand if them say, Hey, come to one mass. Listening to the mass? Yeah you don't like if you don't like it you you don't it's not mandatory you understand sometimes i always say sometimes the words that you need to hear come from random voices (laughs) so you you'll be walking in the street and you know you're upset about something and someone walk past and i'm not even talking to you them just say you know sometimes you just need to lift up your head and be all right and that, those words
1: just ring in your head it because... Just res- it just resonates after a while. Because you're saying, what's he talking about? Yeah. You know what? Let me
0: just try that. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I'm just... Trying. Sometimes, so I think that's where it comes in, where you can just go to mass, you sit down, you listen one time, you don't need to go back.
1: I mean, it's hard though, because as a school community, if you tell kids that, yo, they can't come mm-hmm. back, the more than likely they just won't go.
0: No, I mean, like, they don't, it,
1: They don't. they don't have to come
0: back, but I get where you're coming from though. Yeah. Um, but to backtrack on something I was saying before, something that I do every morning, right yeah. is that um, after you know spending years of maybe not being the most in tune with like God or um myself, mm-hmm. I just decided that maybe every morning I should just sit and think. Right?
1: I mean, meditation is key for anything, really Medi- just life, not Med- necessarily for religion. But meditation religion helps me
0: a lot in the mornings. I didn't really look at it at meditation before, but now I actually take the time to really do that. Yeah. And it's vital, it's crucial. And journal. Because I like to, like, I'm a very explicit thinker. So sometimes when I'm sitting and thinking, You know, things come to me yeah, and it takes the time to just write it down and think about it. And I kind of think that's part of my spiritual journey. Just dealing with all of the things that go through my mind and I'm not really
1: trying to think. That makes sense? Yeah. I mean, um, mentally, when you battle with yourself, it's almost a losing battle because it's with you. It will never end. So the the key thing is to meditate and find that grounding, that center of gravity, so to speak, that that foundation in your mind to just find that ease and think about anything and almost it's almost like thinking of anything and everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's a way for you to find that focus, to conceptualize and slow down things, mm-hmm. and actually just rationalize and think through whatever you are going through. I used to be a very, like,
0: horrible morning person. I kind of still am. But those are the times that I really don't like take the time to really sit and just, you know, absorb everything, mm. which is where the meditation comes in handy. That's really the reason why I started doing it, because I realized that in the mornings I'm kind of mad, upset for no reason. And just to, like, see what's in my mind and, Bring all of those different ideas and put them all over the place. Just try to be thankful for your know, life in general, because I think that's something where even if you have no belief system, you just have to be grateful say so, you know you're here and alive and alive and you know you don't have to necessarily thank anybody for it, but you just be grateful say so you're there yeah, and everybody be, there just to
1: be appreciative
0: yeah, and it's so far really tried, helped me to be more positive and i think that that has a lot to do with you just sitting and you know taking in the spirituality of it all because that 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 can't be physical to me that is you Mm -hmm.
1: connecting with your own spirit i get you um just use an example that i do myself um bring back to the same point They said that, for example, you said that you woke up angry every morning or most mornings.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, for me, I don't, I don't want to say I don't do anger, but when I am angry, my first instinct that I've trained myself to do, it, it took some time, but I feel like I've kind of, I won't say mastered it, but I have it under control to the best of my ability. So the first thing I do whenever I'm angry is really and truly I ask myself, why am I angry? Because half of the time, it doesn't make sense to stay in that state if you don't need to be. Because one, it makes you very irrational. It makes you uneasy. It makes you do things that you weren't necessarily intending on doing in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. So to find that grounding, sometimes you just have to ask yourself, why are you really upset? Because half of the time you aren't really upset. You may be upset about something that happened in the moment, Yeah. Because I I call that the momentous (laughs) upsetting. But really and truly, after the moment has passed, you still don't need to be in that state anymore. And it's hard for many persons to move out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, misery comes in and depression and anxiety. Because they don't really want to move on from that one thing that made them upset. They want to kind of dwell on it a bit. Mm -hmm. But really and truly, you don't have to. And the more you linger on things, it kind of dwells, Just you know, it kind of... Dampens your spirituality a bit. True. Because you, you start shying away from things that really and truly matter. Yeah, man, and you, you meet some
0: people that are so
1: down. And bitter. It makes you kind <laughs> yeah. of bitter in life, right? So yeah. these things start to your spirituality as well. Because one, instead of dwelling on things that I would say, quote unquote, matter. Mm-hmm. So you know your life, your appreciation to the things around you, the people around you, mm-hmm. your well-being. Mm-hmm. you rather the focus on the negative, the bad. The things that, would, I, would, I wouldn't say they hold you back, mm. but they mess you up mentally. And the things they, that will pass. Yeah. To me, because
0: um, time is a very hard thing to grasp, but yeah, things pass in
1: time. And once it's passed, you can't get it back. Yeah. So, just to use an example. If somebody steps on your shoe one day, it might happen another day. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to stay upset at the fact that one person stepped on your shoes today. You can brush it off. You can clean it. There's mm. so many options that you can do, but you you rather stay upset at the person for stepping on your shoes instead of just going about the rest of your day and continuing. Um, I
0: think that way of thinking is how you can know someone really sit and mids. You yeah. understand? Um, I think we all need to take the time to just really think through your mindset and trying to get, Closer to yourself Not just physically But you know Mentally, mentally Spiritually Spiritually Right Because it will solve A lot of issues That you see Because For me especially Other people Who know me Would have All sorts of different Idealisms of me Because I Am not Very Confrontational I Show The per I show the person Who I am in that moment Yeah So I'm not really, I don't really get angry much. I don't really, because being rational to me just comes down to you being, I want to say, okay with yourself. Mm -hmm. So a lot of other things that I see, it just comes down to you taking the time to get spiritually literate. Does that make sense? It it makes sense to me. (laughs) You You sit down and just say, hey, why is my spirit irk? Every day Why do I get upset About these things Because it's a mental thing But sometimes You get so deep In the mental That it becomes Like a
1: spiritual thing Yeah It becomes almost irrational Yeah
0: But So With that being said What are some practices Because we've named out Some practices right Yeah Meditation Um I heard someone say a sacred purpose coach. I need to go look at what that means, but it sounds pretty self explanatory. You know, you know, you have a purpose in life and you right. just have someone, right? Any it could be anyone. Just guiding who just you around, right? guiding you to achieve that purpose.
1: Yeah. I but mean um for person that have a religious system, so my 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 um habit I guess would, would be praying. Just mm-hmm. in, in, in my context, because, you know, I'm Christian. So what I've learned over the years is that praying unnecessarily holds no value. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're talking about spirituality, when you're praying for something, you don't necessarily want it to just be saying words. Yeah, yeah. You want, you want what, what you're saying or what you're thinking about to actually have some kind of meaning. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, what I realized over the years, just from a young coming up, you know, we've been hearing different prayers that we've just, that have just become repetitive. Yeah, we're just like, Your ghosts. grace, you know, God is good, God is great. We thank Him yeah. for this food. Psalm Amen. 100. Like, you just repeat it off the top of your head because that's just what you know. It's just, Etched in your mind, so to speak. So, you're not necessarily praying. You're just saying the words for the sake of doing whatever act you're going to do next. Yeah,
0: so you can move on.
1: Right. So, it's not necessarily that you're trying to connect with anybody. You're not trying mm-hmm. to connect to the spiritual being. You're not trying mm-hmm. to connect with a supreme being. You're not trying to connect with anything. You're just trying to say some words so that you can do something. Yeah. So, when it comes to praying, I realized that I had to evolve my way of thinking and move on from that level of prayer even if you're going to say the same words at least say it with some kind of conviction to yourself are you really thankful for the food that you're about to have are you, are, if you realize i'm using a food a lot because food is very vital it's mm-hmm. something that we have every single day <laughs> very vital to me yeah so we have it every day so it's not like you're going to go without it one day if you do you know you, you, if you're fasting that's that's your spiritual journey as well mm. so the thing is you have to do things that have meaning to you, especially if they're going to become habitual. Mm-hmm. So for me, praying is habitual because one, when I do it, I try to make it mean something. I try to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I don't just say the words. So when it comes to having a meal, I'm really and truly grateful for it because one, I didn't have to have it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to have the means to get it. Yeah. I, could have been in, I could have grown up in a very, well, a worse situation than I was in right now.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes I'm in a bad situation and I can't get something to eat right now, and I'm like, yo, I'm so hungry. I really feel like I'm starving. Mm-hmm. But then I realize, you know, I ate like an hour ago. Or I ate like from this morning, and just wait for go home and eat something else. And yeah. the thing is, really and truly, I can't be more grateful because, really and truly, when I go home, I probably have something to eat. Or I have the means to just stop on the roadside and get something to eat. Mm-hmm. So I have to be more thankful in the way I live my life. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to, you have to have some habits that just make you feel like you have some kind of purpose, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, that's where you have that spiritual connection because it builds that rapport for you to connect with things around you in the, um, whether in your mind or on a physical level, mm-hmm. that's even how you connect with people. Because if you don't talk to somebody every day, there is no way you can have a relationship with them. You know? And to be piggyback off of the the people thing, mm-hmm.
0: I think it's so it's very telling when, for example, me and you would know each other a very long time, right? Yeah. And you don't have to say anything for me to know that you're upset.
1: I think that's a spiritual con, you know, a spiritual yeah. connection with that person because you have you know the uh, I, I don't want to say you know the ins and outs of the person, but you yeah. know you know their body language, yeah. so you you can pick up certain cues mm-hmm. better than other persons would. Yeah. So but not to stray though. Um on the topic of things that you can do every day, um, persons, even if you're not spiritual, these things that they can just help you. So meditation is one. Mm-hmm. You need to connect with yourself mentally. You need to connect and think about to to even start to have just to think about your day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just thinking about what you did today can go a long way because now two minutes, just spending two minutes thinking about your day can turn into like half an hour, you don't to realise.
0: Yeah. And They said that's when you know that you've really been connecting with yourself, yeah. When, you read, when the time though not lapse and you don't know honestly, it's almost
1: like talking to somebody you're in love with for the first time. Yeah. You spend an hour on the phone, you don't even realize that hour
0: we'll passed, yeah. Man, yeah, you yeah. speak to them all for five hours and you're wondering how Yo, the time passed, the, where, where did the day go, yeah.
1: Um, other things that you can do, as I said before, fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, not many people fast. Not many people try to detach themselves from certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of helpful because it realize it makes you realize the value of things.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah um, mm-hmm.
1: just to d- detach from it sometimes. Uh, I think you went on a journey once where you didn't eat any meat.
0: Yeah, man. I did it for like eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's, so was I mean, rough, but it made <laughs> you, Um, and <laughs> it made you really. Appreciate <laughs> food
1: <laughs> in a little, in a big way. I can't even I can't even discredit that. Yeah, but um, stuff like that, you know, detaching from certain material things, even stuff like putting down your phone for an hour a day, mm-hmm. that would be extremely difficult for somebody in the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. But it it's a process. It shows you how to just live without technology. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know how to be in a room with somebody else. True. And just speak. Some people only know how to text. And that's not
0: good. Yeah, they don't know how to connect with someone in person because sometimes someone looks. I-, I always say, yo, it's crazy when someone looks in your soul and you don't know what to say to them. Yeah. That's, that is pure emotion. That is their spirit trying to say something to you. And you, you literally can't you, <laughs> you really
1: just don't know what to say. I don't know. It's hard. Um to connect with other physically that's that's a mental game, so i mean that's it's hard it's not for everyone. I can't say that much well, but y- I, you I don't tra- think you
0: spirituality can... is for everyone though well
1: I disagree because I feel that each person has their own ideal of what spirituality is, and they would live their life based on whatever they learn and can adapt from, and then they use whatever they're comfortable with to live however they live their life.
0: That makes sense.
1: And for me, I kind of agree
0: with myself and I disagree with myself at the same time because the point of my biggest belief that I don't put anything past anybody Mm -hmm. is that me saying that it's impossible for some people to be spiritually, you know, wanting to be spiritual is kind of contradicting myself. But to the point of it just being harder for other people. Yeah. Because to we all go, we all drive a different road and some people's road um basically batters them to the point that they don't want to believe that that spiritual connection is important cuz they have so much other things going on in the physical world. Yeah. But I still think that that's when it becomes more important to know who you are and to know what you want to connect with and where you're going and your journey. But it's a crazy life we live, <laughs> that's all I can say. Truly,
1: and it's still a very touchy topic because, as you said, not everybody is comfortable with acknowledging, at least, that they are spiritual in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Uh, most people are, but probably they just don't realize it. But they just fail to acknowledge it because they have... I guess they, they, made, they made up their minds that that's not what they are. And to say that you're spiritual means that you're uh, acknowledging that, you know, you are this or you are a part of some religious community or that you have some kind of belief system. It comes or, down to knowledge, yeah.
0: really. So, some, that's why I always push that, you know, if you don't understand something, just read about it. Don't just blurt out random yeah. facts. Yeah. Because that, that's not going to really help you. And sometimes... Especially in the social media world, the random facts become facts to random people. Yeah. So because it's not helping other people on the journey. Yeah, either. the
1: way information is right now, things don't have to be true anymore. It just have it to be
0: entertaining.
1: Have, yeah, so once it captures your audience, they automatically believe it's true. And then the thing is, once it's captivating to one person, it spreads like wildfire. Mm-hmm. So then false information can spread even more quickly than the real.
0: Well, that's true. But I guess this is an ongoing conversation that we'll have yeah. over time. Not a problem. So, quick hitters before we finish. So, the first thing I'd like to say is that you say you work in IT as a local bank. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, what would you consider the best thing about working in IT?
1: Uh, working in IT, I have the flexibility to what I want and the thing is I can keep up with technology Mm -hmm. so just doing the day by day um, working on computer systems working with people the thing is I like connecting with people and with the type of job I do I connect with people on a daily basis Um, whether it's just to help them with a small issue or a big one to help the company uh, and otherwise but I like using technology or knowing that I can use technology on a day to day basis and help Mm -hmm. help somebody else all right, um, top three moments in your life? Top three. Uh, finishing university was one. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell you that for sure. Big up, Huey. I struggled in college, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first two years were good, um, the latter were at the switch from full time to part time. Mm-hmm. so I had a lot more to do. And then in my last year, um, I was working and doing school. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, the <laughs> the mental strain of dividing school and work, its it, it took a toll. I didn't understand it before what I did then, um, but I finished. And I guess that would uh, that was a large achievement for me.
0: And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. So as so, so long uh, as
1: you did university, your way. <laughs> honestly. So I would say, well, any advice I give to anybody is that don't rush it. Mm -hmm. You finish on your own time. Um, I almost quit, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Or I almost switched as well. I did engineering, so I almost just switched to another discipline that was in a similar field. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know what, let me just push through. Um, Four guests, dead or alive.
0: So you're having four dinner guests. You can speak to anyone. They can be dead or alive.
1: Dead or alive. Ooh. It's a tough one. Um my first case would be doing Wade. I don't know, my favorite basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, yeah, know. we know we don't we don't have to put it any further than that. <laughs> yeah, we do, we know. Uh, another case that I would choose oh, it's a rough question. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to use another athlete. Mm-hmm. But I have to. So Cristiano Ronaldo, um, not necessarily because he's an amazing athlete, but this man works every single day of his life. You see, you want to find what the drive, what is the mental capacity that you have to have yeah, 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 yeah. to do what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, um, these things are just interesting because I love how the mind works. And if you can make your body do what your mind is telling you to do every single day of the week without you having to force it. Mm-hmm. I think you're, a, you're an exceptional person. Yeah, man. That's
0: mind, body, and control, soul, everything. he. I,
1: I don't know how he's done, been at that level for so long. Uh, the third person would be Michael Jackson. Um, this man, I think, is one of the greatest pop artists of all time. He's not the greatest pop artist uh, of so all time. So I just want to know, like, how does he handle knowing that he's the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, how did he handle I RP too? Right. I mean, rest well, in peace, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, my fourth and final guest. I would say Obama. That's Obama is a very um, interesting individual. Mm-hmm. I feel like his Obama on a psychological level. I think he's a very empowering man. Mm-hmm. He's a very motivational man. So I feel like just having a discussion with him about how to be the best version of yourself would be like an interesting session.
0: You know, you know what it is about Obama for me? I think he is, if you were to, t- to sit and ask, poll 100 parents of our generation right. and say, who is the person you'd want to model your child after? I think Obama is a bit like he... Like probably top 10. He'd probably be top five. I think just his bravado I think how him
1: The thing operate. is his physical presence alone. Sometimes, yeah. like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen him that do speeches at different colleges. Yeah, but just his presence there, right, mm-hmm. kind of creates an atmosphere in the room that is almost mind-blowing. Because he's not just the center of attention. He is providing you with information that's going to help you in the future, in some way, shape, or form. And you have to know that this man was now the leader of the free world, so to speak. Mm. And you had to look up. He, he took this time out of his day to come and give you a speech.
0: Which makes sense. But that's an interesting table. That, that's a lot. Yeah, two sports figures, a singer and a former president. That would be like a wicked conversation <laughs> and entertainment, if you think about it. Um, And the last question is, who would you like to see on the show? Or hear
1: from on the show, I guess. Who would I like to see on the show? Oh, it's an interesting take. But I feel like there shouldn't be a limitation on who I'd want to see on the show. But If I had to choose, it would be Any major artist, for example, Sean Paul. So You know why Sean Paul? Because I feel like he is an international sensation. And most, I would say Jamaicans, mm -hmm. don't necessarily give him the credit. So what do you think I would talk to
0: Sean Paul about?
1: In all honesty, you'd probably ask him about how does he handle being famous internationally? more than he's famous in his own country.
0: Yeah, I would ask him
1: that. that that's a popular... That's a That would be a problem. I,
0: I don't think that he's per se popular more... I think... He, how does he handle the stereotype of his music being not for us? Do you, do you, do you see where I come from yeah, with that? yeah, yeah. Because it's a big stereotype that I just never really Understand. truly understood. But, hey, that would be a real conversation. But, I was thinking more of someone that I could, you know, reasonably (laughs) get myself, get my hands on, (laughs) get my hands on, you know, a friend, you know, someone who we both know that, you know, I could have a meaningful conversation with a person. Anyway.
1: Um, hmm. That's a strong question, but I mean, uh, another colleague, probably Berassi, Nicola Berassi. Yeah. I mean, he's our lawyer friend, uh, but I feel like he's very analytical in terms of sports, yeah. and I know that you're a very sport- high sports figure as so. well.
0: Yeah, you don't know. We're gonna have that conversation about you know why sports means so much to us. Makes sense. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll ask you to do is say the name of the show. Any way you want to see it, but I'm going to use it. You know, this is just a, the Just As podcast, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks, people. See us again next Sunday. All right.